0: Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez. A podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. You know, what we're endeavoring to do is, is help people make these connections so that we're getting our prayers answered and we're helping other people getting their prayers answered and we're getting results like Jesus got results. You know, in John 14, verse 12, absolutely one of my favorite uh, passages of scripture in the Bible, one of my favorite statements Jesus made and it's really been uh, one of the foundational scriptures for which I've based my life and ministry on over the last 15 years and it's the fact that Jesus said the same works that I do you will do also I like to say it like this and it's not uh, adding or taking away but you could say it like this that the same results that Jesus got are the same results that you and I can get and we can always go back and remember the fact that Jesus he is the standard don't ever look to a man uh, to be the standard for ministry or the standard for results. Jesus is the standard. Now, obviously we can learn from, from men and women. We can learn from uh, the things that they're doing. I mean, my, my goodness, I learn uh, from all those that I've connected myself with and, and uh, those that uh, you know, are getting better results than me. I'm looking to them and see what they're doing and learn to pick up some things. But ultimately, Jesus, he is the standard. He's the standard. And so I just absolutely refuse uh, to do like others have done and stick my head in the sand when I don't get the results that I know I should get and just act like I did everything I was supposed to do and it's just God's fault or I'm just waiting on Him or all this stuff about we're just waiting on God to, to cause revival and pour out His Spirit and give us more of this and that. That's a bunch of junk. I firmly believe just like those in the early church believed that when we received salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we received everything that we would ever need to, to turn the world upside down just like they did. When we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it opened us up to the gifts of the Spirit. I'm not focused on just one apple. I realize I got the whole apple tree. And so everything is available to there. When you begin to look at your union with Christ and righteousness, our position, and and just one of my favorite subjects, the life of God that's in us and permeating every fiber and cell of our being. I mean, you literally just want to slap the S on your chest and put the cape on your back and let's go. Let's do this thing. One thing I want to talk about today is how to get results every single time. Now, have I gotten results every single time? No, but I'm getting better at it I, you know, I'm getting more results now than what I was ten years ago, fifteen years ago. I'm getting more results now than I was getting five years ago. You know, we should always be pushing for increase and pushing to get better. But you know, again, Jesus is the standard, and he got results every single time. And so, a lot of people would want to chalk it up to, well, the reason was because uh, he was God. Well, we know that Jesus, yes, he was God, but. In Philippians, it tells us that he laid aside everything that gave him an advantage in life. And so when he came to the earth, he came as a man. As he ministered, he did it as a man. And when he preached, he did it as a man. When he healed the sick, he did it as a man. When he raised the dead, he did it as a man. And don't fall off your, your chair or anything, but when he walked on the water, he did it as a man. When he, uh, when he multiplied the, the food and the fish, he did it as a man. When he turned the water into wine, he did it as a man. So instead of you know, lowering the standard, let's raise the standard where it should be, Jesus is the standard. And he did this as a man anointed by God and filled with the Holy Ghost. I firmly believe that there's, uh, there's one major reason as to why Jesus got the results uh, that he did. You know, We could spend time talking about the fact that he knew who he was, and his union with the Father, and it's absolutely true. But there's a piece that's not really talked about much, and I want to spend a few minutes on it today. And it's simply the fact that Jesus, he only did what he saw the Father do, and he only said what he heard the Father say. Now that first part, uh, that kind of trips people out. We're okay with saying that, you know, we can hear from God. But to take it up a notch and say that we can see from God, well, for most people that's just outlandish and that's just too far out there. And if we were just making that up on our own, well, that would be kind of crazy and out there. But I'm not the one who said it; Jesus is the one who said it. So let's let's take a look at the Scripture and see some things that Jesus said. Uh, if you have your Bible, you can look at John chapter five. We'll start right here. We're not going to go through all these again. You know, we keep these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere from you know 10 15 minutes uh, long enough to cover the subject but short enough to keep it interesting and you can get it uh, listen to this during your ride uh, to work or in your on your uh, lunch break work break whatever uh, but John chapter 5 Jesus makes this statement first of all in verse 17 he said my father's been working until now and I have been working and so this tells us that God had his role and Jesus had his role. And yet both roles, they work together. God had his part and Jesus had his part, but they were working together uh, as a team. And then in the same conversation in verse, uh, verse 30, Jesus says this, he says, I can of myself do nothing as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. And so Jesus is telling us that number one, he hears from the Father. And as a result of what he hears, well, that's what he says. And then in John chapter eight, this is where you really see a lot of this in here. You know, we can see the examples of things that Jesus did, but I want you to see the statements. I've said this for a long time that, you know, if you if you're going to do what Jesus did, you need to think like Jesus thought. So obviously, Jesus thought that he could hear from the Father. Uh, and then in John chapter eight. Uh, he says this, he says in verse 26, he says, I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. Speak to the world those things that I heard from him. So again, he's saying that he's hearing from the father and what he hears, he says. Uh, and then in verse 28, it says, Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he. And I do nothing of and in of myself. But as my father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The father has never left me. He has not left me alone, for I always do those things that pleases him. So then this gets a little bit more interesting because he says, I only only speak what I hear him say, and he's never left me. The one who sent me, he's always with me. So that tells me not only... Uh, could Jesus hear from it? Uh, but it wasn't just every once in a while. He could hear whenever he needed to because the Father never left him. So that needs to be a part of our attitude, our perspective, and that I can always hear from God and that hearing from God is easy. Hearing from God is normal. And I can hear from him whenever I need to because he's not a million miles away. I'm one with him. And, and he moved only inside of me by the Holy Spirit. So I can hear from him At any point, any time, any situation. And then if you go down to verse 38, this is where it gets a little trippy for people. But he says this, he says, I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. So Jesus said, not only is he hearing, uh, but he's also, he's seeing. He said, I hear and I see. I hear and I see." And he said, the same way that you see from your father, talking about, you know, to the Pharisees, the devil being their father, he said, I see from my father. I see from my father. You know, Brother Hagan Kenneth E. Hagen, uh, he used to, to talk about uh, the spirit of seeing and knowing. We don't hear much about it today, but he talked about the spirit of seeing and knowing and that, you know, there was revelation, there was insight into some things, you know, through our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, Jesus talks about this over in John uh, chapter 14 in regards to the Holy Spirit and our relationship with Him and and the hearing and and knowing and seeing. In John chapter uh, 14 and in verse 26, Jesus says this, He says, "Uh, The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He'll teach you all things. And it'll bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Notice he says he's going to teach you all things. Well, for him to teach you, you're going to have to go to hear. You're going to have to hear what he's saying. Uh, But then also in John chapter 16, Jesus says, when the spirit of truth has come, and he's a spirit of what? He's a spirit of truth. And he said, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you. Things to come. Now, the reason these these scriptures and these statements are so important uh, is especially in regards to uh, healing and ministering to people, because I've seen it, I've done it many times before. And that you know, you encounter a situation, and you know, you kind of immediately go and you you do what you normally do in a particular situation. You know, well, somebody comes and we lay hands on them and we take authority over whatever it is and you curse it and you command it to go in the name of Jesus and and in those situations there's sometimes something doesn't work you don't get the result that you should and many times what happens is well we just send them on their way and brother, sister, you just keep on believing that you receive of course you, you never see Jesus say that just throw that out there but uh, but that's kind of been our, our common go-to when we don't get the result. But I don't know about you, but I've just kind of gotten tired of he hauling around and making excuses because again, Jesus always got results. And I firmly believe that the reason Jesus always got results is because he was only saying what he heard the Father say. And he was only doing what he saw the Father do. You know, if you only get God's results, you got to do it his way. And there's a lot of times where we're in situations where, you know, we're saying things and doing things. It's not that it's wrong, uh, but in that situation, it's not particularly right. Like it's not the right thing that needs to be said. It's not the right thing that needs to be done. And I found that there's some situations where there may be some things going on behind the scenes that you don't necessarily know about. And so we're going to need some revelation from the Holy Spirit as to how to handle it. And the reason I'm saying it is because if you look at Jesus, he didn't handle similar situations the same. I mean, you can see it so many times. I mean, when he had a leper come up to him, well, one time, what did he do? He reached out and he touched the leper. Well, then one time he had the the, the group of lepers come and he didn't reach out and touch them. He turned turned them around and said, go show yourself to the priest. Then there's times with the blind people he was dealing with. We see where one time the blind person he let him out and put mud on his eye spit in his eye uh, another time uh he he laid hands on, on the blind man another time he he told the blind man to turn around and go home didn't even touch that there's many situations in which he he handled these things differently you know even like lazarus you know in the raising of the dead i mean we see where uh in the two other situations in jesus dealing with the dead one time he, he went right up to the funeral procession, touched the boy. Uh, Jairus' daughter, he went in there and touched her. But then with Lazarus, he didn't have him move, up the, move over the rock and run into the tomb and lay hands on the, on the body. He spoke to it and, and called, it, called it Lazarus to, to come out. Like there were similar situations, but Jesus handled them differently. Sometimes they were, he handled it the same, but sometimes he handled it differently. Well, what, why is that? Because he was only doing what he saw the father do, and he was only saying what he heard the father say for those situations. And so I, I think if we want to up our game and we want to increase our results, we've got to get more proficient at this. And, and we've got to start thinking this way. And so this is where I've been the last couple of years in the fact that, you know, if, I, if I've if handled a situation the way I kind of normally would and I didn't get a result. Well, then I take a step back and and I ask the Holy Spirit, all right, what do I need to do here? Because I'm not satisfied with not getting results. I mean, my attitude is if I pray for somebody, if I minister to somebody, if I'm putting my hands on them, they better get healed. We better get a result. I'm not satisfied with with just walking away and and go believe you receive. I, I want the results that Jesus got. And so just to give you an example, I remember there was a lady that was coming to our church, and she was dealing with some some pretty serious physical issues. Uh, doctors didn't know what was going on, and she didn't really know what was going on. But but she was in a lot of pain, experiencing some depression, and and you know she was one of these type of people where she pretty much you know she could tell you all the healing scriptures, and she read you know Brother Hagen's books, and she uh, read Andrew Wilmack's books, and she liked those two uh, ministers. And I remember one time she told me. Everything you're telling me, I already know. <laughs> well, you know that's not necessarily a good attitude. That kind of closed you off. But just, just from a human perspective, I got it. You know, she's a, she's a faith person. She, you know, runs and you know the word of faith, you know, group. And and so I understood that. And I told her, I said, look, I'm your pastor. You're coming to me for help. Give me a couple of days, and I'm just going to spend some time praying about it, and uh, see if I can get some some answers to the situation and so you know she had come to me she had opened up the door uh, for, to give me authority in, in her life in this area and so I've been exploring this as, as a minister as a pastor and, and people coming and asking for help and so I just determined to go to the Lord and, and get some answers and, and so the next couple of days I just spent time praying in the spirit and, and this thing about her Uh, her mother kept coming up and I didn't know anything about her mother I'd never met her and and I went to her one day I said hey I keep getting something about your your mom Uh, what's what's going on with with your mom and she said well my mom died uh, when she was in her 40s and 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 I said well Well, she died of cancer and she said actually my grandmother Uh, she died of cancer at the same age. Well, what was interesting was this woman was that same age too. And we put two and two together, and it it quickly became apparent. This lady, she's saying she's in faith, but she's in fear that basically she's going to die of cancer, just like Grandma did and just like Mama did. Well, then I, I took another couple of days in praying, and all of a sudden, I remember I was sitting at my desk, and this this word kept coming up. And I mean, I can't even tell you what it is right now. I never thought of it, didn't know what it was, but but this word kept coming up, and so I looked it up, put it in Google, and found out it was a medical term. And uh, and so I started reading about it, you know, some some things with the uh, the immune system. And so I went to this woman and said, "Hey, does this word mean anything to you?" And to find out this was some of the things that she was experiencing and I didn't really know all the details but I started learning something from this and that um, you know I, I went to God asking questions because this woman to given me you know she'd open the door for me giving me some authority and all of a sudden I started getting some answers as I started seeking him about this I remember there was another time I'll never forget this it, it was an Easter Sunday back many years ago and there was a, it was during praise and worship, and this man had came in, and he and his wife, they had run into my wife out in the foyer, and they told her, the only reason we came here is to get healed this morning. They'd never been been to church before, and after that, they never came back. He so said, we came to get healed. And so Lacey came up, stopped the service, and, and the only thing I knew about the man was what he had told us in front of everybody, that he was a roofer. And he had fallen through the roof about five years ago in a house and broke his back in, in several places. And uh, he had had surgery. They had fused uh, several parts of his spine and uh, his backbone, but because of the severity of the break, and the doctors weren't able to do a lot, so the man wasn't able to work. He had gained a whole bunch of weight. He, he couldn't get up or, or sit down in a chair without help. And I remember I went down and I just did kind of what I've normally done with people and back issues. I laid my hands on his back, put the anointing in there. And I said, hey, check it out. And so this man bent over and, and tears start coming out of his eyes. And they're not tears of joy. They are tears of pain. And he's hurting. And so obviously what I did didn't work. And, you know, the, the, the bad part about it was that before I laid hands on this guy, I said, hey, who here has never seen a miracle? there's these four college students that were sitting in the back row and I said y'all come up here and sit down and y'all watch a miracle take place and so I put myself out there on the line and so when this didn't happen I, I told everybody let's lift their hands let's just pray in the spirit a, a few minutes because I was freaking out on the inside I just put myself on the line I'm sitting here looking like a dumb-dumb because I said who wants to see a miracle I lay hands on the guy nothing happens and so as I'm praying uh, in the spirit all of a sudden just on the inside. Uh, that song how he loves us came up to me so I told our band I said hey uh, let's sing that song how he loves us so we began to sing that and I had my hand uh, on the guy's shoulder we had put him back down in the chair and had my hand on his shoulder and as we began to sing that I got a word of knowledge about the man and about his family and so I stopped the music and I looked to the man I said sir I said "Uh, did you experience like abuse with your parents and your upbringing and, and he said well yeah, yeah they, they'd abuse him physically and verbally and and i said and because of that that's the way that you have viewed your relationship with god and that you don't think you're good enough you don't think you're worth enough well and at the, that statement he just burst into tears and started crying and he said well yeah and i said sir i want you to lift your hands i just want you to to sing this song with us about how god loves you and i began to talk to him a little bit about the love of god and so I still had my hand on his shoulder and we all, as a church, we just began to continue to sing how he loves us, how much God loves us, he loves you and me. And all of a sudden I began to feel my, my hand that was on his shoulder, I began to feel that hand start to go up and I looked over, opened my eyes and this man had stood up all on his own, completely healed. I mean, I was so shocked and yet I was so excited, I took off running all around that room. I'm not sure if I was I was more excited that he got healed or I got out of that gym but it was amazing to me because here was the situation I laid hands on him did what I normally did nothing happened and and yet right there I could have said well sir uh, just go on believe that you receive and, and just I did my part and you just go do yours but I've begun to realize that there's more to this than just going through the motions and we have to be so careful that we don't get very rote and and very mechanical with this and that we just do what we normally do and if it doesn't get a result well, we just come up with an excuse to make ourselves feel better and we go on. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is a genius. He knows everything about everything and if we will have the same attitude as Jesus that I'm only going to do what I I see him do and I'm only going to say what I hear him say, if we will do those two things, we will get results Every single time. Because if somebody isn't receiving healing, it's not because God isn't a giver, and it's not because healing hasn't provided, it's because they're having a hard time making that connection. And so that's our responsibility as Christians, as as ministers, to be able to hear from God and to be able to see from God so we can help people uh, figure out what is that disconnect, what's standing in the way, what's the hindrance that needs to be dealt with. You know, in some situations it may be demonic and I've experienced those things where uh, there are certain things that need to be handled a certain way and certain things need to be said. And so we just need to get better at that. And ultimately it all comes down to fellowship, hanging out with God so you can hear from him, so you can see from him, and so we can get results every single time. Well friends, I hope you enjoyed our time together. I know I did. I look forward to next month Continue to just go through the scriptures, learn about your identity in Christ, and spend some time over these next couple of days, just fellowship with the Father. If there's some issues that's going on in your life, in your ministry, or with a relative, friend, and they've come to you and asking for help. Friends, I'm telling you, God knows what needs to be done, and He'll show you and He'll speak to you so you can turn around and relay that uh, to these people and in that situation and get a result every single time. God bless you, friends. Remember that in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month.